0: perfectionism so much fun right but I mean is it is it really that bad is it really something that could be killing you quote-unquote right now here's my take on perfectionism right perfectionism is and and I say this from my experience right perfectionism is seeking it's this this feeling of seeking for something more than what is what is currently right seeking for this higher standard this better expectation right and i believe that every single soul is searching every single person is searching for this okay And it just, it expresses itself in different ways. And so for people who, who express this searching in a perfectionism and trying to hold themselves to a higher standard, right there, you're seeking for something like a key in a keyhole. Okay. You're saying this, there's something that I was made for, right? And, and maybe we don't know what it is. It's like a secret signature of our soul and and we want to appease that searching and that want, that desire to fill that hole. But what happens is we feel, fill it with the perfectionism, right? Well, if everything's lined up and all my ducks are in a row and everything's organized and put where it needs to be and it's done right, right? Then whatever I'm searching for will just fit. And that's not how this is because what you're actually searching for is like it's like the key to your soul it's your purpose is what you're searching for it's the this unique signature of your soul it's the the thing that if you do it you just feel like there are stars in your in inside you lighting you up from the inside there're stars in your soul but what happens is instead we try to climb the rainbow. We try and just get a little higher. We try and reach the stars from the outside. No, climb the rainbow, get higher, reach those stars instead of letting the stars come from within us and light our souls from the inside out. And it doesn't work. Let's dive into episode 16 of More Than Enough. In this podcast, we explore how doing all the right things, having everything in order, doing it all, and hustling don't actually help us really make an impact or achieve our goals, as well as what actually does. This podcast is for people who want to know that living a vibrant, inspiring life isn't easy or comfortable, but so much more. I'm your coach, Cosette, and this is More Than Enough. Hey, beautiful soul, if you've listened to a lot of podcasts or even one today, I know you get a lot of leave a review and rate on iTunes. And I know you're busy. Your time is valuable. So I'm only going to ask you to leave one review on someone's podcast today just to show gratitude for the impact it's had on your life. Of course, I would love it if you rate and leave a review for this podcast, the More Than Enough podcast. But either way, please just reach out. And rate and leave a review for just one podcast today. Deal? Okay, deal. Now let's get to it today. Welcome to episode 16 of More Than Enough. Oh my goodness. Today we are talking about a topic that is so close to my heart because I consider myself a recovering perfectionist. I really do. Um, And it's crazy because, you know, even even though I knew I was kind of a perfectionist, like I, I like everything to be in its proper place and its proper order. And I just like things where they're supposed to be and done well, you know? And, and it's funny because looking back at it, I, I was like, it is, it was almost like a badge of honor. Like, Oh, I'm a perfectionist. Like, you know, like if you'd go into an interview maybe and be like, okay, let's, you know, tell me some things you're really good at some characteristics, like why we should hire you. I'm like, Oh, cause I'm a perfectionist. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm going to make sure that the job's going to get done. I'm going to make sure I get it that it's gonna get done right, right? And and it's crazy because I I really did kind of wear it around like a badge of honor, like oh this is just who I am, right? I am just a perfectionist, and I think to some extent I was like maybe this is it's kind of frustrating sometimes, right? But but overall, like if I really think about it, I'm like I did kind of see it as like a badge of honor, and and like it was a good thing. Like what's wrong with wanting to be perfect, right? What's wrong with wanting to have things? neat and orderly and in place and done right. You know? And and it's crazy because like this journey that, that I've been on has shown me so much. Like when you're a perfectionist, things just don't work out. Um so for example in my first online business, like I mean it's crazy. I've I've always been good at whatever I put my mind to, so I was like, oh, I'm gonna go start an online business, like I'm gonna get paid more and going be able to retire my husband from his job so we can go live a life that we've always wanted to experience you know and just the, the new experience of life not not tied down to a specific schedule and all that. you know I, I had these big dreams and so I started a blog I started a blog and you know the craziest part of it all is that I was such a perfectionist and it killed my business it really did because I was such a perfectionist to the point where I would, I tried to build the course. I tried to build the course and I tried to make it perfect. I am not kidding you. I spent two months straight building this course and trying to make it perfect. And every little error just bugged me. You know, when like my color scheme was slightly off or I just didn't like how the image looked on the PowerPoint presentation. And oh my goodness, I said that word wrong <laughs> or Um, I, there was a grammar issue or, you know, something like that. And I was like, I have to start all over. Um, (laughs) Guys, I'm not kidding you. It took me two months straight. Okay. Just making the course and not even working on building my visibility and the marketing. Like, so once the course was ready, I literally had no one to sell it to. And I cannot tell you how many other people I've run into who have made the same mistake. And this is where I went wrong. I was too much of a perfectionist. Okay. I wanted it all done and in order properly because you know, like if I'm going to market, if I'm going to bring in traffic, I want them to have somewhere good to go to, right? So my website has to look good and my, my branding has to be nice. And my copy on my website had to be great, you know, and like everything just had to be perfect because then, well, then why not? When I finally get traffic coming to my website, of course they'll sign up because everything's perfect, right? Right everything's great everything's lined up like the ducks are lined up in a row if you know what I mean right and and again this is why I say like that's where I went wrong because I was so focused on the specific what that I left out the whole actually paying attention to what people wanted okay and you know it was in this time I was really frustrated I finally finished the course I was trying to market it and couldn't make a sell couldn't make a sell so I was like, fine, that's not what they wanted. I'll jump into something smaller, right? Something that doesn't require so much one-on-one time. So then I jump off and I'd write some ebook and I try and sell that. No sales, no sell. I'm like, I'm not kidding you. It took me forever to realize that there there's actually a quote by C.S. Lewis that I just love to death. Um, but it was in this time that I, I read this and I was like, oh my goodness, this is so right. And he said, the door into life generally opens behind us. Oh my goodness. (laughs) The door to life generally opens behind us. The door to a successful business generally opens behind us too. And that's the craziest thing. You just have to get going and it's going to be messy. It's going to be a little dirty and it's going to be disorganized and it's going to be a little chaotic because that's how things actually work, right? Right. And the same is true at home. Like it's going to have to be a little chaotic, you know, because that's where the true growth comes in. If there were no chaos, we would not seek to make order. We would not grow from that. Right. So is perfectionism bad? I would think so. Yes. And, and here's why, here's why perfectionism, this, is, this is why like my thinking, the way I perceived it I was like, Oh, it's good. Cause I'm trying to do everything Right. Right the problem was not with my standards right the problem was not with me looking and saying i want to have really high expectations of myself and really high standards of things that i want to aspire to you know i don't want to be someone who who does something half-heartedly and kind of sort of does it and it's just really a flop like no it and and that's it wasn't the expectations or standards that i had the problem was that the the filtered view i had of myself and of the world. Because it it led me to this very you know, this state <laughs> it's funny because I, I've never considered my, myself someone who quits. You know, I'm like I always just go through things, and I always do things. But but here's the problem. What happens with perfectionism is if you don't start seeing results, especially quickly, you start to get very, very frustrated, disappointed, discouraged, okay? And it just doesn't feel good. And you're just like, man, you know, and then you start to get in your own head about like, man, this is just not going the way that I wanted it to. And and maybe if I just can't do it right, I'm not going to do it at all, right? And and that's the craziest thing. They've actually done studies on on perfectionism, I guess, per se. And that's where the real struggle comes in is it's not necessarily your high standards or your high expectations. It's the fact that you, f- the, the, the way you perceive the world is that it has to align with these otherwise it's not worth pursuing right so if something doesn't prove itself to you to be worthy of becoming this perfect thing and fitting in your perfect world right then you almost just kind of disregard it okay and and this is kind of the more practical way of how this works okay so so take the business for example right I got frustrated. It wasn't working. And then kind of like, then you start to doubt like, well, maybe this isn't for me. Maybe this is, you know, whatever. Maybe it's not supposed to work. And maybe I was meant for something else, you know, and you you don't apply yourself because you get frustrated and flustered and it's not working and it's not right. So you give up. Right. And what they found in these research studies is that people who, who believe that they're a perfectionist are far more quick to give up than other people. Okay. So they've, they've actually done studies. Granted, they gave them an actual impossible task. Like you really cannot achieve it. You cannot complete it. And what they did is they, they studied how people who are perfectionists handled the problem versus people who are not. And what happened is the perfectionists got very frustrated very quickly. And if you haven't learned this yet, when you're frustrated, when you're discouraged, that's when you self-sabotage. That's when you get in your own head and you confuse yourself and you doubt and you just, the, the creativity dies, right? So instead of being able to still creatively look for a solution, you just kind of, I give up, I'm done, okay? And, and that's, that's really kind of the, the crux of why perfectionism is bad because it, you give up. You give up so much more quickly because you're frustrated because you don't see the pieces going together because it, it doesn't seem to be aligning right. Right. And if you can't do it right, why do it at all, right? And and the reason, I don't know, is the perfectionism just doesn't fit with who you really are, right? Because, hear me out, because what happens with, with perfectionism is you start to allow the doubt and the fear and the discouragement. Who am I to do something like that? Maybe nobody wants my help, right? Simply because it's not working, right? And again, your creativity falls. And once your creativity falls, you cannot be who you really are. Because your your creativity is who you are. The way you find a creative solution is who you really are. And once you stop thinking creatively, you've lost who you are. And then what happens is, right? Now, not everybody does, but for the most part, perfectionism has been linked to... A lot of like mental illnesses per se, Um, depression, anxiety, you know, just this, I can't do anything right. You know, like you have such high standards, which again, the standards aren't necessarily the problem, but it's that filtered view of if I can't reach those standards, then I am a failure, right? You've made it a very, very personal problem, right? If I can't do that, I am a failure. I am whatever, right? which then leads to guess what? Depression, anxiety, you know, the, the fears of well, why I, I can't, Oh, I, I don't want to go do that again. Right. So, so what happens is your body's okay. depression and anxiety are your body's response to something. Okay. It's generally, it hits that, that adrenaline phase where it's either fight or flight. Right. And so because there's no actual physical danger, right? Like, for the most part, there is no physical danger. It kind of takes it in and you, you, the danger is just kind of in your head, right? It's just this perception. And I mean, I guess the easiest way to describe it is like your, your head is attacking your head because it has no other external force to actually attack, right? So it turns on itself and, and then you end up in this cycle of, I don't, I don't, if I say pain, that may come off wrong. <laughs> but what I mean is like you like with the anxiety, for example, right? You hit the trigger and then you've already programmed your brain to think a certain way. So you didn't hit your high standard. And your perfectionist says, Oh my, I'm a failure, I'm a blah blah blah. You hit this cycle, right? Which is emotionally painful. It's emotionally painful to think of yourself as a failure. And or maybe I'm not good enough, or maybe, you know, all that stuff. And, and so then what happens is your body hits the fight or flight response. And it says, wait a second, this is this is hurting us, this is painful. So it tries to fight it. And then you get, you know, pa- the traditional panic attacks, right? Or the the anxiety of you know, that's your body's kind of response to that. Um, in this, and obviously it's very complex. This is not like the one solution to all things, right? There could be hormonal problems or challenges and other things too. But, but if you look at it from just a mental standpoint, right, your body then will go and expect, oh, well, in the next time I tried to go and reach this high standard and I didn't make it and it caused me a lot of pain, Right. So like, like that's kind of the depression side. So then the anxiety kicks in saying, wait a second, I don't want to go and do that because the same thing, you're, you're kind of anticipating and programming yourself to think that same thing is going to happen again, right? I didn't like the pain that first time. So now instead of doing that again, that scenario, because your your brain is looking for something that created that, Right. I mean, it's just the same thing that it it does all the time. You touch the fire, your brain is looking, okay, what, what created the pain? Oh, probably the fire, right? Um, you get bit by a bug. Oh, what created the pain? Where, what, you know, it was tiny. It must have been a bug. Where's it? The, oh, there's a bug that must have bit me, right? It's looking for the, the thing that was different that created the different feeling or pain or situation that you felt, right? And and so as as we go in with the perfectionism, right? You you hold yourself to these high standards, right? And then what happens when you don't quite make it, or it's taking longer than you thought to get there, right? Then your your response automatically is, oh my goodness, uh, some this is painful, this is painful. What caused the pain? What caused the pain? And then you automatically go to oh. That situation, me trying to put myself out there and trying to reach those high standards that caused the pain. So I can't do that again. So then the next time it comes up and your body's thinking, oh, that's a stretch. That's a high standard. Mm, I'm not sure I can do that. Right. Which is when something else kicks in because you, your your body's kind of like fighting itself. Saying, oh, no, don't do that. That caused you pain last time. Right. Like, Are you picking up what I'm putting down? Do you, do you follow what I'm saying? Right. It's. It's your body's own way of self-preservation is really what it is. And, and especially when it's linked to to perfectionism, right? Your body response is going to be, we can't do that. That's big and that's hairy and that's scary. And it hurt us last time. Right? So, I mean, just like, like a kid who gets stung by a bee, right? Every time after that, they're going to be looking for bees, especially in that same location where they got, they got stung, right? They're going to be looking around like, oh, are there any bees? Are there any bees? Right because they're looking to avoid that same scenario and the same is true right and that's where you get the the perfectionism um and the the kind of depression and anxiety cycles right so then how do you overcome it how do you overcome perfectionism and my biggest number one thing is to just start just start before you're ready because it's, it's not going to be perfect, right? The perfectionism, like I said, life, the amazingness of life, right, comes after, right? After, after, after. <laughs> the door to life generally opens behind us, okay? You can't expect the door to be open, perfectly pristine, waiting for you with the sentinels and guards just sitting there, right? But you just got to start going. Just take a step forward. It's going to be messy, but it's messy progress. It's messy action. And in the messiness, that's where you find the gems. Okay, I know it's crazy and it like hurts your brain, (laughs) right? But you got to start before you're ready because that's just where it goes. Okay, in the messiness, that's where you find the gems. The gems in your life. The gems in your business, the gems that are just waiting for you to enjoy what's around you. Okay. You pick, you, are you picking up what I'm putting down? <laughs> okay. Then the other thing, I mean, just, just start. Okay. If you have a big, hairy, scary goal, just get going. Okay. Step two, the other thing you can do is start to feel grateful. Feel grateful, not just, uh, not just for things, right? So a lot of times I'm so grateful for, I'm grateful for my spouse. I'm grateful for my kids. I'm grateful for my home, right? What happens if all of that were to go away? What would you be grateful for then? What would you be grateful for if everything you had disappeared? <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm pausing because I want you to think, okay, this this is an active thing. I actually want you to think because I mean, if you need help with the gratitude, I have a whole episode on it. I believe it's episode three and I'll put a link in the show notes, but there is a way to be grateful where you, it comes from the inside out. It's from your heart. You just feel grateful. And if you wanted to listen to the episode again, I'll put a link here, but the key is to be grateful for the moments. So start to feel grateful for the messiness, right? I am grateful for the dirty dishes in the sink because you know what? I had so much fun making cookies with my kids today. Or I'm so grateful for the clothes strewn about the living room floor because guess what? I had so much fun playing with my kids in the rain today. I had so much fun helping people in my business today. Yeah, there's a, there's some clutter over my desk. And yeah, my website's not perfect, but I had so much fun today. That's what it comes down to. Those are the gems I'm talking about. So the moments where it's like, yeah, it's a little messy. Yeah, it's a little crazy and chaotic, but but there's beauty in the chaos because of what the chaos means, right? The chaos means I didn't just sit and walk around picking up toys all the day long. The chaos means I just... Started going, I went for a goal that I had, and I didn't let my circumstance hold me back. Okay, that is step two. Start to feel grateful for the moments. Step three, step three of how to overcome perfectionism. Ooh, this this (laughs) this may seem kind of crazy. Okay, not overwhelming, but this is where I would actually recommend a coach because you've you've programmed your brain to think in a certain way and in a certain pattern. And if you continue to think in that pattern, you're going to still end up in the perfectionism, right? So you can get going before you're ready, but then all of a sudden, you know, the anxiety or something's going to kick in. It's like, oh, that's too scary, right? I, I can't hit my my high goal, right? But if you can work on reprogramming the way you think, right, then that's where the perfectionism all of a sudden becomes, wait a second, it's not it's not a big deal anymore. You you start to understand your boundaries, right? Of, you know what, I, I need a space. If I'm going to work and I'm going to enjoy my work, I need a clean, open space with light, you know? It's like, okay, let's go find that clean, open space with light. But that doesn't mean the entire house has to be clean before you can work. Or that doesn't mean that the, into- the laundry has to be completely done and the yard work has to be perfect and pristine before you can go play with your kids, right? It's reprogramming the way you think so that you can enjoy the moment. I mean, that's really what it comes down to is learning to enjoy the moments and not just the moments when everything is perfect, you know, and that's one of the crazy things for my journey that I had to learn is like, you know what? The enjoyment and the fun can happen at any time. It doesn't have to be perfect. My business, my life does not have to be perfect for me to enjoy it. And I think that's really what came down for me the, the final key that was like, oh my goodness, this is killing my income goal. This is killing my goals in general and this is making me someone who I don't want to be. Because I had a really hard time enjoying the moment, like playing with my kids and enjoying it. If there were dirty dishes in the sink or a mess in the living room, right? It was so hard. And and that's my key. Just baby steps, okay? <laughs> you don't have to be perfect all at once when you're trying to overcome perfectionism. I promise. <laughs> Just baby step it, little bits here and there. And if you need the help, it's okay to ask. Because guess what? The door to life opens behind you. And if you need help to get through that door so your life and your business can open up, then you've got to start going. And that's where the magic happens. Thanks for listening to this episode of more than enough. Remember each soul is completely unique and we have so many differences that lead to different purposes. And my goal is for you to find yours. We'll see you next time. This episode was sponsored by the VIPs of awesomeness. The VIPs are the first ones who get their questions, answered, and the topics that they're curious about covered in upcoming episodes, they get first dibs supporters who become VIPs get to ask me their specific questions and get them covered. So you can become a VIP for as little as 99 cents a month at anchor.fm forward slash more dash then dash enough slash support. If that was too long for you, there's a link right below in the show notes. Just click on support this podcast and sign up. So excited to get answering your questions next.